Well, hello everyone and welcome back to Magic Through My Eyes. If this is your first time at the podcast, welcome. My name is Andy and Magic Through My Eyes is a podcast for the daydreamers about the magic and wonder of Disney in all its unique expressions from my perspective. It has been so long since I've been here with you all and recording episodes. It's been a few months now, actually, I hate to say. And goodness gracious, I've missed you so, so much. And I've missed doing this so much. It sounds very cliche, but life has just been so busy. Um, And so I haven't been able to dedicate the time that I want to to put together the magical content uh, that you guys deserve and also just what I love to put forth on this podcast. And so I am so excited to be back and doing this. I decided it's time to draw a line in the sand. Enough is enough. It's time to get back into the magic. And I am just so thrilled to be here with you today. Um, The last time we were together a few months ago, I was talking all about one of my favorite Disney attractions of all time, which is Storybook Land at Disneyland. I started a new ongoing series uh, called Attractions Appreciation, where we discussed uh, Storybook Land, the history of it, and the attraction itself. And I had just such a blast doing that with you guys. We also, on that episode celebrated that magic through my eyes had been listened to over 1,000 times, which just still blows my mind. And what's even crazier, um, obviously with with life being busy, uh, magic through my eyes has not left my mind. Um, I think about it all the time. And one of those things that I've been doing in the meantime is coming up with different episode topic ideas and also just kind of sometimes, okay, so I enjoy looking at the numbers and like the stats and things, seeing are people listening to this? What are people resonating with? Um, Numbers aren't everything, but numbers are good indicators to see kind of what, you know, (laughs) the folks are feeling. And since recording that last episode about Storybook Land, there's been another like five to seven hundred listens of the podcast. So when it's literally just been sitting there with no new content coming out, uh, lots of people have been listening. And if you're one of those who has been around since the beginning or has joined in the last couple months, thank you. Thank you so much for continuing to listen. It has brought so much encouragement to me um, to see that people are really enjoying this. And um even when there's not new stuff coming out, there's still new people discovering the show, which is uh, what I think is so cool about this medium of podcasting, because uh, you can, you know, obviously release it on a date, but then it's always there for people to discover as time goes by. So thank you for being here and for listening. It was the sweetest thing. I have to give a shout out to John. He sent me an email actually just the other day. He's a sweet listener, an old friend of my husband. Um, and he had asked me, like, are you planning on releasing any more episodes? Um, and was just so encouraging, um, wanting to hear more. So big shout out to you, John. Thank you. Yes, I am back. Um, I've been like feeling the itch for a while. Um, and to just be here back with you guys sitting in my my own little corner in my own little chair, as I said in episode one, uh, it is it is a thrill to be here. So thank you for supporting me in this time while I've been out. Thankfully, that time is up. So let's delve into today's episode. So 
Speaking of ongoing series, <laughs> as I was mentioning before, um, I have an ongoing series here on the show called The Magic of Music, where basically the POV of the podcast is the magic and wonder of Disney in all its unique expressions, talking all about that. Well, The Magic of Music is that, but talking specifically about Disney music, how it has been an integral part of my Disney experience growing up. And it's one of my favorite aspects of Disney entertainment and in the films, the shows, the parks, all of that. And so anyway, today's episode is a continuation of The Magic of Music, where we will be discussing one specific song. It was an idea that my sister gave me like, hey, why don't you just, you know, talk about one song, break it down, take some Take a few minutes and just talk about one of your favorites. And so today we are going to discuss one of the most quintessential romantic love ballads in a Disney film or just all films, in my opinion, of all time. A Whole New World from Aladdin. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it. I've mentioned it here on the show before that one of my greatest podcasting inspirations is an artist by the name of Sleeping at Last. And one of my favorite things that he does on his podcast is actually a similar thing where he will take one of his original songs, break it down, show us the meaning behind it, why he chose these instruments and these lyrics. Now, I can't do that specifically because I didn't write these songs, but I want to borrow a little bit of the format that he uses. So he always starts the episodes um, by playing the song and then going into it. So for copyright infringement issues and things like that, I'm unable to play A Whole New World here on the show. So if you'd like to take a listen to it before we delve into it, go ahead and pause the episode here and then come back and we will discuss the whole thing. Or if you're still here and you decided to opt out of listening to it, that's great too. We're going to delve right into it. Those who are friends of the show know that I'm the biggest little his biggest little yeah that makes sense the biggest disney history nut and really when discussing specific songs or attractions movies i love to go into the history behind it and that's exactly what we're going to do here with a whole new world so this song is a part of the movie aladdin which was one of the biggest hits of 1992 and it's also it marks the end of an era with a man named Howard Ashman. Aladdin was the last film that Howard Ashman's personal work and touch was a part of. Howard sadly passed away um, in the middle of, it was actually toward the end of production of Beauty and the Beast. Also, I'm getting ahead of myself. Howard Ashman was an incredible lyricist and writer who is responsible, along with uh, dear Alan Menken, um, he is responsible for the songs of The Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast, and he also got to contribute to the songs of Aladdin. Aladdin was actually a big passion project of his, um, and so being a part of this was something that he had been wanting to do at the Disney studio for a long time, and he actually was not interested in in doing Beauty and the Beast. He only wanted to work on Aladdin, but executives convinced him because Beauty and the Beast was going through a lot of story changes, they asked if he would come on the project and make it a musical, and he agreed. And I'm so grateful <laughs> that he did. Um, this is a rabbit trail. Sorry, we're already getting there and we're only like five minutes into the episode. 
I just saw a production of Beauty and the Beast put on by some of my dearest friends who are part of Gateway Performing Arts, and it was so, so fun and just reminded me um, in so many aspects. I have such talented friends. This story is beautiful, and these songs are so good. And the sound of the Disney Renaissance was pioneered by Howard Ashman. Um, And so since he passed away before Beauty and the Beast was actually released and then Aladdin being the last film where he actually contributed, this was a big deal. Um, And I think it had to have been a, a big and scary step for Alan Menken to be tasked to finish the songs for this movie um, without his partner in crime. And I know that, yeah, that must have been a very daunting thing. Um, everyone knew that there would never be another Howard Ashman, but like Walt Disney said, we keep moving forward, right? And they decided to hire a man by the name of Tim Rice to come in and finish the songs with Alan Menken. Uh, Tim Rice is well known for his work on Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat and Jesus Christ Super Superstar, excuse me, where he worked with Andrew Lloyd Webber on both productions. And I'm so glad that they decided to recruit another Broadway man to finish the songs of Aladdin. It just made sense. That's where Howard Ashman came from. That's how, like, where um, Alan Menken came from. And so, uh, being partnered up with another amazing Broadway talent as Tim Rice was an amazing opportunity um, for the production of Aladdin and also for Alan Menken. Um, And there is just something about the Broadway sensibility that works for animated films. And I'll delve more into that in further episodes because, again, I've already rabbit trailed enough uh, for this one. Um, and in the midst of this process of, of writing the music uh, for Aladdin came this beautiful ballad. So Howard Ashman contributed and wrote the songs Arabian Nights, Friend Like Me, and Prince Ali. And then Tim Rice came in and wrote the rest of the songs with Alan Menken. So one of the beautiful songs that came out of that was A Whole New World. So kind of a summary of the song, as well as kind of where it takes place in the story, we've all seen Aladdin, but just to give a little recap, if it's been a while since you've seen it, um, this song takes place in a pretty crucial part of the story. This obviously is the love song. This is the the moment we're supposed to get swept off our feet. Um, At this point, Aladdin is impersonating a prince, Prince Ali, and he's trying to impress the princess, Jasmine. He comes soaring in with his magic carpet and asks Jasmine if she wants to go for a ride. Um, You know, he says, we can get out of the palace, we can see the world. And um, this is the first time that Jasmine's been invited to venture past the palace walls. And she asks Aladdin, is it safe? Um, And he says, sure, do you trust me? And what an iconic moment when she looks back at him, says, what? And he just offers his hand and says, do you trust me? And she curiously and somewhat hesitantly says, yes. (laughs) And then this beautiful musical interlude begins. She gasps out of fright, realizing that she's crossing over the palace walls, going on to an adventure of a lifetime. But she's finally free. And this song really is a song about freedom. 
this big sweeping musical moment actually uh, isn't in the soundtrack version, but uh, I love that it's included in the film version because it just, it feels that much more cinematic and that much more sweeping and it's just beautiful. And to think about like, you know, the song is, I guess some people could say that it's pretty cheesy, but goodness gracious, it it hits the spot for me. Um, and speaking of that musical interlude, ironically enough, um, in some interviews that I watched, Alan Menken said that they uh, couldn't figure out how they wanted to open the song. So obviously they took that cinematic route, uh, very sweeping with the, the all the strings and all the, ugh, all the feels. But for the soundtrack version, um, they didn't know how they wanted to do it. So they actually, it, it's such an ironic choice. Uh, they had like 70 to 80 orchestra pieces in this big orchestra. And they decided to totally strip it back and just start with a simple little piano line and then let the orchestra kind of kind of grow and develop around the song as it happened, which I think is such a like counterintuitive solution to a big problem. They're like, okay, this is the big moment. This is a sweeping moment. We got to do the thing. How are we going to do it? They decided to start it really small with just this beautiful little piano line. And then the rest of the instruments just kind of made their way into the mix. And then when you finally get to the chorus, um, you just, they're all in. And me as an audience member, I am all in. And I think it's a, a beautiful way uh, to start the song for the soundtrack. And um, as the song continues, Aladdin and Jasmine venture to famous landmarks all around the world. They get to Egypt, they get to China, they get to Greece, um, all of these different places. And it's just, it's like really cool to see that obviously this isn't specifically about the song, but just how the animators decided to approach. They made um, these different parts of the world, obviously, like they highlighted the marvels that they are, but they made them a little more fantastical. Um, and I just think that that's, that's really great. And A Whole New World, it packs quite the punch as a song. It's less than three minutes long, um, but it does an incredible amount of storytelling. Aladdin is starting to open up and show his true self, um, even though he's technically still hiding um, as Prince Ali. But Jasmine's pretty suspicious and is reminded of that street rat that she met earlier in the story. And to top it all off, they're falling in love. And uh, what I said earlier about a whole new world is is really a song about freedom. Um, I borrowed that uh, from uh, this YouTube channel. Actually, they were um, talking about Aladdin, and it's this uh, YouTube channel called Cinema Therapy. I highly recommend um, watching their content. It's absolutely amazing but it's a a therapist, a licensed family therapist, and a filmmaker who are best friends, and they talk about movies and from like the psychological standpoint and then also from you know the filmmaking standpoint but one of the things that the therapist said was a whole new world is a song all about freedom and I thought that that was such an important point to make something I had never thought about before um, but it really is and this marks a turning point in both characters um, not just falling in love but more of their 
formation of who they are, who they want to be as people. And then through that, they begin to fall in love. Um, and this song isn't only the love ballad of the movie. It's, it's the theme of the entire story. You know, speaking of freedom, freedom for Jasmine to be able to venture outside of the palace walls, freedom for Aladdin to experience a life not filled with poverty, for the genie to experience the freedom that he's craved um, his entire life. And so I love how this song really embodies all of that. Um, I think it's just beautiful. So moving on to my personal thoughts and opinions of A Whole New World. Now, if I'm being totally honest, I used to hate this song, like genuinely hate it. It may have been at one point in my life, my least favorite Disney song ever. Um, it was that song when it came on, I would literally just like cringe. And that was mainly due to the fact that my brother listened to it endlessly for years and years. If um, you haven't gotten to check out the episode Disney with Autism, uh, my brother, Matthew, uh, was diagnosed with autism at a very young age. And part of the way that he has um, connected with our world and how we have connected with him is through Disney movies, um, through Disney music and Disney parks. And Aladdin is in his top two favorite Disney movies of all time. So we watched it endlessly as children and then listened to the soundtrack even more than that. And for some reason, A Whole New World was just like my nemesis, my enemy of a song. And then when we got older, um, we like took a few years off. Like we hadn't watched Aladdin in a long time. And I watched it again after years of not seeing it. And I remember, first of all, being like, oh, dude, this movie's awesome. But then also thinking about a whole new world, I remember listening to it and just being like, why did I ever hate this? This song, it's incredible. Like it just, it totally swept me up. And my faith in the song has absolutely been restored. It's a true masterpiece. And like Jasmine said, I can't go back to where I used to be. I will always love this song. And I love just how orchestral that this song feels. Lots of strings, you know, leaning into that classic Disney romantic sound. Um, there's something so sweeping about the sound that just blows me away every time that I listen. Um, this is speaking of another song um, or just another movie, The Little Mermaid. Um, Alan Menken asked the question, something to the effect of, what does water sound like and he came up with the melody that turned into the theme of the little mermaid and part of like the introduction to part of your world and, and all of those things and he's obviously the one who um scored this movie and so I wonder if he asked the question if I were writing on a magic carpet what would the wind underneath that feel like? What would it sound like? What are the types of emotions that I like would want to portray through that? And I think he nails it, like absolutely nails it with this. And I just get chills uh, when I think about it. Um, there are these beautiful moments in the song where you can just hear a harp glistening across the accompaniment moments where flutes are creating this feeling of lift and levity uh, as they fly across the night sky it's just breathtaking um in the last episode about 
storybook land, um, I was talking about one of my favorite moments in that attraction, and it's the moment that the score from A Whole New World is playing, and it it's, again, just like that sweeping moment, and oh my gosh, it's it's so iconic. It's it's just lovely, and it has, you know, simple and charming lyrics. It's as classic as classic can get, and like I said, it really packs a punch. Um, going into the talent behind the song, not just Mr. Mankin, but also uh, the voices, the singing voices of Aladdin and Jasmine, which actually were different from the speaking voices. Um, Leia Salonga and Brad Kane, they provided the singing voices for Aladdin and Jasmine. And wow, 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 they they nailed it. Um, Mark Hen, who was the supervising animator of Jasmine, said that he was so challenged by Leia Salonga's performance of the song that it pushed him to do the very best possible work that he and his team could do on Jasmine and really put their hearts and their souls into the animation, uh, just like she did in, in the performance. And at this point, she was very young and, you know, really blossoming in her career. Um, and this was like a big marker moment. Um, where the world really got to hear her voice because she was uh, well-known on Broadway but not in film. And so to be given the task of, hey, you're going to be the singing voice of the next Disney princess, no pressure. You know what I mean? Like, what a challenge. Um, but she she met it, and uh, she even said when she was recording it, she said, I just wanted to feel and sound, like, happy. What would that sound like? And uh, she nailed it <laughs> totally um so i love that even her performance challenged the animators who were uh creating the character on the other end the visual end of the character where she was creating the the part of the character that we would hear uh they were challenged to do an even better job and i love that and then glenn Keane, who was the supervising animator of aladdin uh said that brad kane just had this sense of idealism like and anything is possible type attitude and perspective that came across in his vocal performance of aladdin and uh i just i think that that's so powerful um music is powerful singing is powerful uh, music is an international oh like language Everyone can speak it, even if you don't speak the same language. It's it's just a very powerful tool to use in storytelling. Um, and that's why I love that the Renaissance, the Disney Renaissance, leaned into that um, so much. And it gave us an emotional uh, connection to these characters and to these stories that we will never forget. Um, it's, a, it's a very powerful thing. And, uh, well, while I mentioned the Disney Renaissance, uh, the Disney Renaissance was a time period about 10 years where the Disney studio just released hit after hit after hit, starting with The Little Mermaid in 1989 and ending with Tarzan in 1999. And so many of those stories are marked by the music. And it's just, it's wonderful. I think one of my favorite lyrics in A Whole New World is when Jasmine says, I'm like a shooting star. I've come so far and I can't go back to where I used to be. I remember I was sitting in a coffee shop. I don't know if I was doing work or homework or something, but I just remember listening to that song over and over again. Uh, like watching the scene leading up to it where Aladdin just asks Jasmine, do you trust me? And thinking about like, if 
like Jesus was Aladdin and I was Jasmine in that moment. And where she took the moment to take his hand, trust him, go on the adventure of a lifetime. It brought her to a place to say, I've come so far and I can't go back to where I used to be. Like, I hope that my life every single day exemplifies that where we've been is good, but where we're going is better. And I can't, it's not that I won't, I can't go back to where I used to be. It's like, it's my favorite lyric ever. And it's so sweet when like the Lord will just speak to you uh, in those sweet moments. And then, of course, like the moments where Aladdin does like an echo uh, where he says, like, don't you dare close your eyes. Hold your breath. It gets better. And she's like singing this beautiful melody and the like the crossing lyrics and they all make sense together. Ooh, it's so good. Um, one lyric that never made sense to me, and I literally had to look it up in preparation for this episode, is the line where Jasmine sings every moment red letter. So there used to be a common term, a red letter day, um, in calendars, um, and they would be holy days that would be written on a calendar in red. So basically it means um, a red letter day means a day that is special or sacred. So this line in the song can be interpreted to mean um, every moment is sacred. Every moment is special. Every moment red letter. Like how beautiful is that? Um, so, yeah. Golly, I could just like... I keep thinking of ideas of like, okay, what song do I want to talk about next? Because there's so many and you could take so much time to break down every single song. Um, but we are starting to reach the end of the conversation here um, and talking about final thoughts and a rating. So ultimately, I think that this, I love this story uh, so much because of my brother, but it's so great in its own right and this song a whole new world is no exception um oh gosh on a scale of one to ten oh my goodness how would i rate this i may just have to give this song a 10 ironically because i used to hate this song <laughs> if i was a young teenager doing this episode i would have given it like a three but now like there's just something, there's a sweet quality about it that, um, it's just, yeah, it's just wonderful. So I implore you in this moment, if you haven't gotten to listen to the song yet, or if you did listen to it at the beginning, go ahead, pause the episode and listen to it one more time. Isn't it just like the best? It's just that classic Disney sound, the strings, the sweeping moments, the sweet vocal performance. And then we're implored at the end and we're asked or challenged, let me share this whole new world with you. How will we take a moment out of our day today to share our new world with someone else? Um, how will we take a moment out of our day to to make someone smile because maybe that's part of our new world. Maybe we're experiencing a new level of joy and excitement. Whatever it is, let's share that new world with someone else. <sighs> this is one of those episodes where you just want to end with a big sigh. 
<laughs> and just like, wow, the magic, the wonder, the everything. It has been just so much fun taking a few minutes with you and talking about the song, breaking down some of the little details and the history, talking all about it. Um, I am so grateful that you decided to come back and listen, or if you're new here, that you'd take a chance on a Disney nerd like me. Uh, stay tuned for more episodes coming your way very, very soon. Uh, magic is in the air. Um, and I'm so inspired to keep this show going with more episodes throughout the summer and going on through the rest of this year. I get emotional just thinking about it um, because, yeah, there are beautiful, beautiful things ahead. Um, I was even thinking about it yesterday. There's that song that the Sherman Brothers wrote. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. So we have no idea, you know, like what could be next, but how exciting. Uh, so with all of that said, there is a lot more magic through my eyes coming. And I hope that you will continue on in the journey with me. I love you guys. You are amazing. You are so loved. You are so cherished. I hope you have the most magical day and I'll see you real soon.